Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. And welcome to Slam Fire Radio, episode 316, as in Austin 316. Huh? Huh? Anybody? No? All right. <laughs> it's that's, uh, August. That's some pretty old uh, and pretty esoteric well, references you got there. Guess what? I'm old. And esoteric. So, so my, and, and, and whatever she called me. I don't even know what that means, but I'm old and esoteric. Yes. And so are my references. And shut your face. Yeah, and it's August. Yeah, an adult by the time Steve Austin, like a wrestler. Yeah. Which means I was really able to appreciate him. You know who I think of when you say Steve Austin? Yeah, of course you do. The $6 million man. Because you're super duper old. When you're my age, Steve Austin is Stone Cold Steve Austin. When you're your age, you're a Farrah Fawcett fan and that other guy. <laughs> you can't see it, but she's flipping her blonde hair over her shoulder. It's amazing. Um yeah, so anyway, welcome to Slam Fire Radio for August 8th. I'm one of your hosts, Trevor the Frelate. I'm Kelly Lynn, the classy one. And I'm Adrian Michaud. And random Dave and McFly are off randomly flying or whatever. Who cares? They're not here. They hate you. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we jump into what we did this week in guns, which is brought to us by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. And this week, we're pimping their Faxon barrels. So Faxon is an aftermarket barrel manufacturer, and they not only produce AR barrels, but they also produce Glock barrels as well uh, as some other ones. And so you can go to the CGN and click the link or go to their website and check out the um, their dimpled Glock barrels, which are, look really sexy. And they're kind of like, they're not just black or that gold tin coating they have them in like um chameleon so like when the light hits it it changes color different shades of blues and purples it's really cool and uh they're fluted i think i said that they're off dimpled. they're really cool dimpled, dimpled. Uh, they call it fluted actually Is fluted chameleon thing? yeah dimples same thing. like the little circular flutes right yeah right. That are flutes, but they're dimples yeah so they're not circular like a golf ball dimple. They're they're like little scallop cuts. Anyway, what for reducing the weight and uh, the cool factor? You can get them threaded, non-threaded. They you know they run from two seventy nine all the way up to three and a quarter, depending what you want. But like air barrel, get this man, pencil thin, government profile. Um, so not pencil thin, but a government profile slash SOCOM profile. 18 and a half inches or 18.6 inches chambered in 556 NATO, $269. Like, <laughs> I'm, you know, hello. I got some air uppers and lowers that I bought during the, the freak out a couple of weeks back. That is a super price. And, you know, these are facts on barrels. They're not a fly by night. So you got an error that you're looking to finish and need a barrel. Give, uh, give the Calgary shooting center a call. And I believe facts on who, makes that carbon wrapped one that's really cool that uh, maple ridge sells might be a fax on as well anyway get your fax on barrels on 
Calgary Shooting Center. Shell shop there, you're communist. Into what we did this week in guns. Uh, I only got a few things, uh, but that doesn't mean it's going to be quick, so I'll go first. <laughs> um, nationals. Uh, nationals oh, is yeah. all, yeah, Nationals is all over. Um, it was cool. It was a very interesting experience. Uh, shout out to Ipsic Canada and Ipsic Quebec. They did a fantastic job. And what was really cool about this Nationals, it was the first time that Quebec was able to host the Canadian Nationals in the history of Ipsic Canada and Ipsic Quebec. So congratulations to them in a historic match. Um, it's just good. It's just good, really. There was, uh, you know, there's always little things you can pick apart. Like uh, there was only one set of porta potties, and they were all the way at one end of the range, not in the middle of the range. Not my ideal location for porta potties. Were there lots of like... bushes around? Well, yes, there were actually. So ah. I made out just fine. Yeah. Right. That's why I'm saying, you know, whatever. But for the ladies that were on Bay Five that had to walk all the way up to the bus stop to use the porta potty, not cool. Hmm. Um, you know, every nationals, every SummerSlam, I'm sure you can pick them apart and find little things like that. Overall, the match was a success, and there was a lot of heat, a lot of, and I'm not talking about the temperature. It was a tough match, man. Like Sean Sean Hansen and I, he was like 21st, and I was 22nd, or he was 20th. Yeah, I think he was 21st, and I was 22nd. So out of 52 people, you got A class shooters and master level shooters that are like the top 20. So the top 20 was just stacked with. Yeah super competitive people so um and a lot of the divisions were like that mm-hmm. uh, mo mo shoots open shoots open well like he was 28th or something like that it was a tough match tim thomas uh if i was a bet man i would have said tim thomas would have won this thing and he ended up ninth so hey you know his first nationals finished ninth hell of a showing um but really, I thought he was going to actually do better. It's not to not to say that Tim didn't do well. He shot a really strong match. But man, there was a lot of competition. Well, for the Canadian competition and the international, you you guys had a Casey uh, Eusebio come out to that, and it looks like he uh, had his way with Open. Uh, he he did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, and and uh, Jesse um, Jesse Harrison. She changed her last name. She remarried or something there. Anyway, she's a professional shooter for Taurus. Uh, also shoots open. I think she finished in the top 10 out of everybody. So, yeah, um, I'm not sure why they were in the pre-match. But um, I guess if you're a professional shooter, you get to pick when you shoot. and You get to shoot in the pre-match. And so I didn't get to see either of them shoot, but um, saw their Instagram videos. So uh, somebody's, yeah, I don't know. Somebody said to me again. Hey, you know, you should really try and get Casey at SummerSlam. I'm like, oh, yeah, why is that? Well, it would be good for the match. Uh-huh. How? Well, you know, it would help get the match on the map. So the match that sells out in three days without Casey should have Casey. I'm still waiting why, how this is going to make my match better. I don't know that there was a lot of, like, hubbub before that uh, he was going to be there either. Like, it wasn't like a... It uh, makes no difference. Go, Casey's going to be here, therefore you should be there. It looks like you guys had a no. ton of a ton of really good shooters out there regardless. It's right? sold out. It's sold out in 30 seconds, and then they had to open yeah. up more spots. So uh, having a pro come to our matches, I don't think is anything special for the match. Not when it, you know, they sell out anyway. So yeah. um, Saturday, yeah, so I shot a half day. In the afternoon on Wednesday, had Thursday off, shot a half day Friday morning, and then Saturday was my work day. So shout out to Richard O, our CRO, and all the other crew. Um, got somebody introduced to the show. I gave out a patch or two along the way. Um, it, was, uh, it was a good day. It was a good. We uh, yeah, we had a we had a crackerjack work crew. Um, you know, Richard was CROing. 
Ralph Sanford from Alberta was the RO. I was the scorekeeper. And then we had two other ROs to each take a bank of targets. And man, we had that sucker scored and patched in the blink of an eye. And we had one of our workers constantly picking brass while we were doing that because, oh yeah, this at the end of day one, they were like, oh, by the way, you got to pick the brass. Oh, oh thanks well, for telling us. Military range, you do have to please brass. Yeah. Sure, Kelly. Great. Tell us in the morning. We'll pick all day. Don't wait till it's time to load the bus. Which all is what, right. Which is what unfortunately happened on the first day. So then every day after that, people were picking it as they went and then got kind of snotty about having to turn it over to the Quebec volunteers who put on the match. So I'm not saying that people stole brass in the last day, but I did. And so did some other people. So <laughs> sandbag, um, yeah, sandbags of brass may have gotten on the bus with people and went home. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. It's exactly. like imagine you had a bag full of really dirty nickels. <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's what you've got. More like three cent pieces. <laughs> yeah. That's I was trying to be got. generous. Yeah, yeah. You Maybe got a there's a thirty eight super in there. Yeah. So and then um last cool thing about the nationals was I bought a Kui. I don't know if we talked about this or not. What? Did we talk about this? Well you bought the Kui in Quebec City. Did yes. you buy another one? No, so we oh, okay. did talk about this. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I don't yeah. think we saw any pictures though. No, okay, we well didn't. so so here it is. Um I it's so it's it's still early in the crossover between um Winchester and Cooey because it says Cooey eighty four on one side, like that, and Winchester on the other side. But the handguard, the stock is Cooey and dark wood, traditional typical Cooey. But then the handguard is that light colored, checkered, and plastic typical of the 840 hmm. so did this come like this that or is, i don't think there, so those are mismatched maybe, no one's gonna buy that off a shelf right so yeah. i'm thinking maybe the one that was on here originally got lost and then somebody grabbed one off a kui 840 410 so anyway it's got character whatever so match. The problem is now i need two of everyone right i need all the straight up kui ones and then i need the kui 84 winchesters so and obviously they're not on Obtanium. I've stumbled upon two already by accident. Of course, now that I'm looking for them. Um, and smoking deal, it was $119, 15% off. So, yeah, all good. All good. Um, okay, before, so before got you home. Get off the, uh, yeah. Before you get off the Nationals, if I could just touch on a couple things. One thing that I found really interesting. Yeah, okay, this, these are all the best shooters in Canada and some from uh, the States and that kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, there's a couple. There's still, even with all the competition, there's some big gulfs at the top. Of, uh, of the rankings, kind of interesting. Like Classic, for example, uh, Elias Elias, he's got 100%. Next guy down, 93. Next guy, the guy down, 91. Next guy down after that is 83. There's like some really big gulfs there. Open yeah, KC this... Eusebio had his way with it. He's 100. Next guy is 95. Next guy, 92. After that, 84. Like there's, like yep. of the top shooters, yep. they're like another level. Like killed the top, it. top They killed ones. it. Yep. Yeah, they absolutely killed it. Yeah. Um, production was no different. Uh, like, yeah, production, 100%, we, 93, 84, 80. Like there's a, there's basically, like we have a small, small number of Canadian shooters who can compete internationally. That's just the way it is. Um, mm -hmm. case in point in 2017, the Canadian nationals were held in Calgary. Ben Stagger came to the match and he destroyed everybody, everyone, everyone except for one open shooter who was not Canadian. So every, every cock of the walk, open shooter from all the big sections, British Columbia, Alberta, Ontario, who walk around and dominate our matches and, and walk with that swagger in their step were blown out of the water 
by a dude with a production gun. Yeah. Shooting well, minor. Uh, Juan Sik Kim was there and he was shooting production optics. <laughs> he was. So I watched to 87 on production optics. Whoa. Yeah. It's not even funny. It's yeah. not even funny. This, this dude's amazing. For those of you that don't know, he's one of the hosts over on Ben Stager's show, Practical Shooting After Dark. He was a um, like professional gamer when he was living in Korea and then came to the United States and got into guns and then look at him now. He's shooting a steel frame Walther production optics. Uh, the stage that I was working, good times were very high teens to low 20s. It was mm-hmm. one of my better stages, actually. There's a couple of stages where I finished in the top 10 of my division, and I think that was one of them. Um, he did it in 16 and change. These guys never stop working. Their feet are always going. They just pour themselves over the stage like liquid. They flow um, like Bruce Lee said, man, be like water, flow. They don't stop for nothing. They're always moving. There's no there's no second guessing the shots. They know the two rounds are on the paper mm-hmm. and they just move. It's just incredible to watch. Huh. Yeah. And yeah, another another level, man. Yeah. It's just kind of interesting, right? Because you think of like ah grandmasters and that's like ninety five and up, right? Grandmaster. So it's like, okay, there must be a lot of guys that are competing for that, like a couple percent to the top. It's like, mm, not really. <laughs> there's there's people at the top who are who are fairly dominant of the of their division. Yep. Yeah. For sure. So it, it would be good to see videos of his stages, though. So. Um, are you talking about Kwanzaa Kim? Yep. He's got yep. him on. He, his son Instagram. Yep. So cool. is uh, so is Casey. Yeah. And and uh, Jesse Harrison. Yep. So oh, well, that was the other thing too. Apparently, we weren't allowed to take a video and post it. You were supposed that, to get it checked? We weren't supposed not? to do it. Oh, yeah. But uh, I, was, I saw a video. I, yeah, well, I was told um, in person by an, by someone from Ipsit Canada, uh, but it was never published in any match documentation. There were no emails, nothing. So it was like they had no control over it. Mm-hmm. If they didn't want the videos posted, they had to make that crystal clear in the beginning. But yeah. anyway, it's out there now. Um, I'm sure the Quebec CFO is going to pinch a fit. Here's something interesting. What's he going to do okay. about it? Nothing he can. Okay, well, here, no, well, he can always harass them when they want to put on matches. He can harass clubs about Ipsic. Like, this guy, mm-hmm. the Quebec CFO, mm-hmm. followed Ipsic Quebec to Ontario when they held their provincials there and then, like, gave them crap over it. Yeah, you mentioned on the last show that they've got a real... You know, what, you know what occurred to me? And I'm glad it didn't occur to him. He could have canceled their ATTs, and here's why. Our restricted firearms are allowed to be transported from our home to an approved shooting range. Mm-hmm. Approved by him. Mm-hmm. He didn't approve the, the range that we shot at. This was a military range. It's not held to his standard whatsoever. He actually could have canceled the ATTs and said, sorry, boys, I didn't approve that range. I can't let you shoot your restricted there. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's special ATTs to bring your restricted to. Who gives them to you, Kelly? Who gives them to you? Right. Yeah. CFO doesn't have to do what the CFO doesn't want to do. If this guy wanted to, he could have just ruined the Nationals. But anyway. Yeah, it would have looked good, though, for him. Oh, yeah, he would have been taken to court, like, yeah, he by, was, he's, by everybody. He's right? a politician. He's a bureaucrat. Okay, yeah. That better work. So, anyway. Um, that's it for Nationals. Monday, I hit the range with my M14, my M1 Grand in, in 303, and three, my... Yes, thank you. And my WK. I finally had some shoot and see targets. Big suckers. I was going to, you know, get those things zeroed. So no problem. M14, stupid accurate with Narinko steel case bulk produced in 1991. 
uh, ammo. Stupid accurate. Like it was holding two to four inches. Uh, and I will take that with iron sights out of an Arinko M14 clone with uh, bulk steel case ammo all day, every day. The Grand couldn't seem to get it on paper. All right, went back the next day and tried again. Put the Grand, do, 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 do. I put the Grand, yes. Then I put the Grand on. I went to 20 yards just so I could see where it was hitting. Realized my aperture in the back was really low, which meant the side, the rounds are going really high. So I think I was literally shooting over top of the target stand at 100. Mm. So I got that all sorted out, right? Mm-hmm. The elevation knobs won't stay locked in. So shoot a oh. couple of rounds. Yeah. So it's like, all right, with this rifle, when it's on two, it's zeroed at 100. With the Grand, when it's on six, it's zeroed at 100. And a lot of them line tomorrow line up perfectly shoot a couple of rounds look down it has moved on me put it back shoot a couple of rounds it has moved on me okay uh oh and i also um shot my soon to be outlaw precision rimfire rifle my ruger 1022 i zeroed that with cci standard at 100 shot really really well and then all the guys were like no 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 no. you want to do 50 do 50. 50 not 100 do 50 so anyway i'm i'm you I'm, weren't I'm asking wasting. me to, if I yes. recommended zeroing at 100, did you? I asked I said, you what distance. Uh, I see. I said it's so, max 100. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. 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 So anyway, um, I, I'm going to be wasting time and money until I replace the scope. That 2 to 7 crossfire scope is not what I need for this. You I need, need get, longer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going rifle scope. Uh, I don't know, first focal plane, second focal plane, but 6 to 24. Like, I'm going crazy. For like, outlaw? Yeah. Like, Kelly, you don't need a six to twenty-four, yeah, but like, no. so, like a there's bit a more. steel. Okay, slow your roll. There's a steel <laughs> plate. There's a steel plate that's the size of my fingernail. It's a quarter of an inch. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I ain't hitting that. I ain't hitting that's that with a seven no, power scope. That's a know your limits, but it, so? you're only shooting out to a hundred meters. Come right. on. Come on, what? Why not a six? All to you need is even a just a three to nine. Oh, are you nuts? No. no. Nobody is winning as shooting a three to nine. That's all you need. Talk sense. That's not what you need. Nobody's nobody's shooting. Okay, name me five guys at one match is shooting a three to nine Kelly, and then I'll buy one. Bolivar. What uh, Bolivar shot a lot of rimfire precision? No, he shot the regular CRP. precision. Yes. Okay, to, to further distances actually. Yeah, <laughs> so with a three to, to nine. With tiny little plates. Well, they're Bigger. tinier out to three hundred. Okay. Look, right now I feel like you're telling me not to spend money, <laughs> and I'm a little offended. <laughs> I'm a little, I frankly, I think, like, fill your boots. Stay if you want, to spend, if you want yes, to spend money, I'm just saying if you're shooting outlaw, you're wasting your money. If you're shooting out to regular precision, then you know go to 24, but you don't need it out to you don't need a 24. Six. All right. What about what about um what about a diamond back then? That's 44 objective, adjustable objective, and is uh, 16 power. Totally. Can we? Totally the way to go. Four to sixteen Thank you, diamond, diamond back. Billy, why do you hate me so much? I understand. <laughs> first focal plane, if you can, and okay. uh, yeah, four to sixteen would be just perfect for that kind. Of... I almost detect a hint of sarcasm from you right now, Whitey. Me? No, <laughs> yeah. I've got one that I'm going to try to sell you. Um, this is this is a pure sales shtick right now. <laughs> oh, you're diamond back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm describing a scope I have in my possession. The <laughs> one it's, he, it's the one he just won. Right, the Vortex Diamondback. Yes, hmm. yes, it is. Seems to me I may have already asked you if you're interested in selling that. Yes, you yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude, that'll look great on my 1022. Mm-hmm. It would just, right? Yeah. <laughs> For sale. Anyway, uh, so, so uh, yeah, I shot a lot of rimfire, had a lot of fun with that. The WK, I just grabbed all my mags out of the cupboard that were like loaded with five-round mags, uh, loaded with five rounds. 
Uh, tried to get a 100 meter zero, not super impressed. I know there was a mixed bag of ammo in there. I'm going to go back and uh, use my hand loads. It's 55 grain Cam Pro. It's uh, uh, loaded with 26 grains of um, H335. It's pretty snotty, and I'll uh, try and zero it with that. It wasn't doing like with my Strike Eagle one to six, uh, maybe four inches. Uh, not, yeah, not no, pressed. That's not good. Try, no, try, I know try I better, do better. Yeah, yeah. So I was I, anyway. I, I told you I was getting like one inch cruise with mine, right? Which yep. is like commercial, good, good, yep. good commercial ammo. Yep. Yeah. How long I try again? Um. So yeah. So back to the M14 and in the uh, M1 Grand. I left the range. Contacted Chris Bay. He's like, "There's a screw on the side used to disassemble and reassemble uh, the sights." Tighten that down. Mm-hmm. So I tightened it down all the way until it was like actually rotating the dial. Like it's bottomed out. Can't do no more. Back to the range for the third day in a row with both these rifles. And uh, no bueno, man. No bueno. So they're fiddly trying to tighten correctly. You need to cr- t- correctly tighten both sides. Mm-hmm. And it's real weird. It's it's a real weird way of tightening that thing. But if you say it's moving on you, you can't mm-hmm. actually tighten it all the way down. If you tighten it all the way down, it won't work properly. But uh, uh, check out a YouTube video about like installing or, sure. or tightening yes. M1 Garand sight because it's it's okay. weird. If I okay. can tell you that the rear sight's weird on them. All right. Well, before I go drop like two fifty a piece on national match spec sights, I'll double check to make sure that they are in fact assembled correctly. Yeah. And and go from there because you're right on the other side. There's another screw that you can tighten. Yep. So maybe that's why I need to tighten down. I totally forgot about that. Didn't even think to check it. That'll be. Yeah, I, was wait, I was waiting to in case you had like the story about how you fixed it. But if you didn't fix it, then yeah, they're they're fiddly. Watch a YouTube video and you'll have to tighten both four. sides. All right, cool. So I'll get back to that. It was just nice, man. Like I'm home from nationals, and yeah, I got a match tomorrow night. But I had a few days, and it was cool. Like um, Christina's uh, family, her like her separatist family from the other side of the river, they came to visit and I can't be here when they do because someone's going to die. So um, typically when they come to visit, I'm out of the house. Unfortunately, I just got home from nationals and she's like, get, pack, pack your shit, get out. I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, they're coming. I'm like, fine. This will be fine. I'll call other Trevor. And I'll crash on other Trevor's couch for him, probably eat some fried chicken, drink some liquor, watch Netflix. It'll be great. So all those things happen. And then the next morning she goes, oh, uh, sorry, they're staying. It's like, I didn't even pack a toothbrush. What do you mean they're staying? So when they left to go like on a picnic or some such thing, I, I drove up home, got some more guns, got some more ammo, got a toothbrush, <laughs> went back to the range. It was great. I just did like Netflix and range. It's kind of like Netflix and chill, but you're by yourself. There's no lube. And just went from Trevor's to the range and, and shot a bunch of guns and stuff. It was I awesome. like that your your supplies that you needed for surviving for a longer period of time involved more guns and ammo. <laughs> and a toothbrush. And a toothbrush. And a toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. You always need no a toothbrush. Right. Nah, people, whatever. It's the range. People in the range wouldn't talk to me. So anyway, um, then my rings that I uh, bid on and was successful at the at the uh, charity shoot from Alberta Tactical. They arrived with an awesome um, swag package. So, check, yeah, follow me on Instagram. And you can see the post. They sent me all kinds of stuff. So here's my hat that I'm wearing. Yes, thank you, Kelly. Um, and, uh, yeah, a T-shirt and some pa- patch stickers, all that good stuff. And the rings, unfortunately, are, are too high. Uh, much oh. too high for my liking. So I tried to get a cheek weld and open my eye and all that stuff. And it's like more like a teeth weld instead which, of a cheek weld. Which rifle are you putting that on? It's for my Stag 10. And it's for a Viper HST. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's a 44 millimeter objective. And they sent me their ultra high rings. Yep. And they're too high. Ultra high, like that's the height you should need on an AR, though. You need like a. Why do I a need? Weird... Well, do it's, need? you don't need it. You don't need it. Uh, let me rephrase. Right. It's a standard optic height on an AR is is quite high. So it's it's kind of funny. That who made the, who high, made this standard? The, the army. Well, the army's dumb. <laughs> you see how low I got my optics? Like my I'm using like mediums or low on my SLR, same as on my uh, WK. Um, they push You're up using my hair. Mediums or lows on your SLR and WK? Watch this, man. Watch this. He's going to get him. He doesn't have a cheek. He's he's cheekless. That's the problem. Did you have like a like surgery when you were younger and you like got that. hit in the face and you removed <laughs> Look your at cheek? That. Can you see that? Yeah, I can see it. That's yeah. very low. See? Normal. Yeah. Hmm. Right? Can you see how I'm Yeah. You know? Yeah, you got a cheek weld. Yep. Here's my SLR. Really low. Huh. Right. Yeah, that's surprising. Look. Okay, do it again. Let's see you. Talk. What do you mean talk? What do you want me to say? There oh, right. Go. I got to have, have my yap going out of the camera on me. Yeah. See? Yeah. So. That's a really low. Well, um, these are hunting rifles, and I don't wear hearing protection when I hunt, so I'm not worried about it pushing up, you know? Mm -hmm. And even in, like, a three-gun or whatever, maybe I'll switch to foamies or something for these guns. I just I don't like foamies. I wear foamies even with the higher uh, uh, optic on my rifles. Really? I don't like, I like, well, if you don't wear, if you don't double up and yep. you put your cheek down on a rifle, I find I'll, I'll, cr I'll make a crack. It and, creeps. Yeah. It'll yeah. creep and it'll, it'll let a little bit of air in and then might as well just ditch them and go. Not have anything. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, so bringing, uh, this is my STI. There's yeah. a standard height optic mount. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And I'll go with that, uh, but no higher than this. And those ultra highs were just. We're just too high, man. They can't be higher than that, though, because... Like, oh, God, it, yes. Really? Yeah. Huh? Look, I, I will Facebook you the pictures right now in our Slamfire group. I believe you. I'm just, you know... No, you started it. Now okay. I have to share the pictures I don't believe you, you then. I, I, I didn't I, think I, you I don't did. even want pictures. I want you to get a caliper out, prove it on air. Well, that's that's not possible because uh, I took the scope Where, off. Oh, can measure well, the okay. space he between the pick rail and the... us photos. Yeah, of course I did. As we're, as we're doing the show, oh, that makes for good radio. I know. I everybody. Right. What do we look at? Well, you can. You can. Um, I don't know. Holy crap! Hmm. Right? See how high that is? <laughs> that? Huh? That might even be higher. I guess ultra high isn't like a regulation height, right? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well. Well, are you going to send it back? When you when you get like your your twenty to sixty or twenty to fifty by sixty, uh, you'll have the the right rings for it. Yeah, no, I'm talking to ATRS Sean, and um, it looks like. Uh, Good hold read. on, Adriel is <laughs> or no, Owen is sending me a message. He's he's trying to be uh, a type of giver that gives you something and then asks for it back. Oh, <laughs> that's very PTO. That's that's Aboriginal. <laughs> uh. Okay. Yeah, this is bad for you. Okay. No, I'm not done my thing. But we're gonna move along here. Okay. So then I got an EGW rail to put on my 4570. So after the show, I will probably go mount that, provided I have the rings that are low enough. I'm going to. I don't remember buying rings when I bought the scope. I think I've got enough rings here. If not, I know Denis has some at the shop. Speaking of the shop, Denis hired me back on going to put me on the payroll officially so that I can be covered under his business license to transport firearms 
uh, to and from the shop, not have to worry about that. Um, yeah, so after the show tonight, I'll mount that uh, Weaver or sorry EGW rail on my twenty-two fifty or sorry on my forty-five seventy and mount my uh, Diamondback scope on there. And then, so even though it's not in my possession yet, I've got a Hawa twenty-two two fifty uh, on layaway at Denise. And while I was there today, I noticed that he had EGW twenty MOA rails in stock, one piece. There's nothing on the receiver right now, not even those little two pieces. So purchased that, threw that on the rifle, or should I say, added it to my layaway bill on your 22250 yeah i bought Why'd you a, opt for a, a 20 moa rail on that like you need to shoot really long range of that thing no man it was just that's what he had that's right? what, so, yeah. yeah 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 but uh it's weird it says 20 moa but it can't forward i i thought 20 moa would mm -hmm. can't up no because like you want here i'm gonna just change it focus to me for a second here uh your scope's gonna be looking down your barrel's gonna be pointing up right so that's going to give you more distance when you're scoping. Okay, that's down. how they work. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And um, I got the squibs out of my barrel. This was the coolest thing okay. ever. So, how'd you do it? Um, well, kind of a little bit like what Adriel suggested. And Adriel sent me some videos to, um, to look at. Uh, and honestly, Adriel, I never looked at them. I understood, okay, plug the barrel, fill it full of grease, and the hydraulic pressure pushes the, um, the bullets out. So, remember, there's two in there, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I think they were probably right on top of each other you know, one after the other, just at the edge of the chamber. So um, I took a 30 cal flash hider, just a regular birdcage flash hider, cut the birdcage off, then Denise threaded it, and Muffin gave me a, um, a grease nipple. Yep. And we screwed that in there, but there wasn't enough meat. There was only like one thread. So he welded it all around. And then we put Teflon tape. Oh, yeah, it looks horrible, but dude, trust me. It works. Oh, yeah, it worked great. So then we put Teflon tape on the threads on the muzzle. Yeah. The trick is you don't start pumping grease down your bore. Put you oil put, first. You put oil first. You fill the entire thing up with oil, and then you put the cap on, and then you start applying the grease. We broke one grease gun. We, I mean, it was crazy. Like Kelly, I was like, oh, like Hulk. Oh, it's crazy to try and get the get this thing to work. So I, anyway, I broke the grease gun because, you know, Mongo, Mongo tight. Um, so Joey, so Denis went to get another one of his father's grease guns. This one didn't have the right fitting for the nipple that we had. So Joey kept, uh, Joey talked himself into a job, right? He's like, well, I've got a grease gun at home. It's electric. It's this, it's that, blah, blah. Go get it. Why are you bragging about this wonderful tool? You have this great tool. Get in the truck. Go get it. Okay, I'll probably be like 15 minutes. You're still here? Like, go get it. Go on. <laughs> so he come back and um, put it on. And once it was on and we held it straight so that we didn't, like, lose a lot of grease, it was like tick, 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 book. We actually, like, heard them come out. Unfortunately, they didn't go flying across the room. We watched one video. This guy had a stuck cartridge, complete cartridge, Lapua brass, Brand new barrel. He thought he had a piece of resized brass. He didn't. He chambered it into the chamber and it got stuck. He beat on it, pushed the bullet into the in, inside the chamber. Now there's the bullet, the gunpowder, everything. Mm -hmm. When he did it, he actually got so much pressure built up that he popped the primer out of the cartridge and the case didn't move. It stayed stuck in the chamber. Wow. Yeah. Well, did he, he was use air or grease? Grease and oil. Hmm. He did the oil then the grease. Right. Yeah. yeah. Adriel, when this thing came out. It flew across the room, hit the wall in a splatter of oil, and dented a perfect a perfect indent of the cartridge in the sheetrock. You could pick it up and like place it in its in its silhouette. It was huh. crazy. Yeah, 
Lucky he didn't take out his phone because he was videotaping. That's weird right. because usually hydraulic is super controlled, right? Like grease doesn't compress. So mm-hmm. when you put pressure on that thing, it moves whatever the thing is. And it's not like springy like air is. No, man. It did. It did blew across the room. Sweet. Um, Too bad that didn't happen. That yeah, way. right? We we went outside because <laughs> we were expecting a hole in the wall and we didn't want to make a mess. And all it did was just went blop. Ba-doop. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It yeah. might be because there was two of them in there, though. I don't know. Maybe you guys probably did a better job of getting the air out and the oil in. Possibly. Yeah. Maybe you know, the other guy like we quite... did have an air pocket and stuff, and we let it yeah. work its way out. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, that's it for me. I'm going to uh, go to the range tomorrow with other Trevor. Uh, he's going to sight in his FX9. I'm going to sight in my FX9 because I took the optics off and stuff. So I'll uh, zero it again and. I don't suspect any damage whatsoever. Everything in there looks really good. Oh, the other cool thing was I didn't end up with a bore full of grease. We put the oil came pouring out the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The grease, the grease stayed compacted at the front. Mm-hmm. And I just took a, a cleaning rod and a jag and I pushed and the grease came out. Almost with no, like- yeah, like like squeezing a tube of toothpaste. It just came out perfectly. And it was like it was never in there. There was no trace of it in the bore whatsoever. It cleaned up okay. so quickly, so easily. Sweet. Did you put a did you put a bore like through your your rifle just to see what or like a pick to see if it's bulged yeah. at that at that spot? Yeah. No, I just held it up, looked at the light, and and it looks fine. Oh, that's good enough. I'm sure that's what a gunsmith would do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have tried me. There's just no way it could bulge. There's just, I, Trevor, I, I don't know if I would do any differently. <laughs> right? I know well, what you're no... supposed to do. I, sure. I don't know if I would do it. <laughs> you're talking about subsonic nine millimeter ammunition that's loaded for a pistol going out a rifle and yeah. two rounds barely left the chamber and stopped in the rifling yeah. like there's no bulging there's no there's nothing i'm not worried about that at all yeah cool yep <laughs> all right who's next that would be adriel uh let's see i finished with all the 22 shooting remaining for that big test that i'm doing now i have to measure 600 group so oh geez yeah uh, let's see. I tested out. Oh yeah, got show and tell here. To, to... You got. Ooh. This is an ISSC straight pull. Yeah. Gun. Yeah. That's have you really seen one of these cool. On the line? Yeah, I have. They're really cool. Kind of neat. Um, it's kind of like a complicated mechanism. It's really Did... accurate. One of the interesting. Didn't we have one of those in um? Drummiller. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. Maybe there was some Not kind that. of. They're fast straight enough. Like thing. it's definitely yeah. fast enough just to reload this thing. Uh, the mag is very tight in there. Uh, the trigger is really interesting on this thing because you like pull, 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 and you're like, I don't feel anything. Oh, and it just it goes off. It, um, you don't feel that edge on it. So basically you just keep the scope on and pull, pull, pull until it goes off. It was uh, good and bad. Um, Whose is that? Uh, my buddy Will's. Tell Will that he's got poor, cho- poor taste in scope rings. I'll let him know. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Uh, excellent. I got fantastic accuracy out of this thing. At 50 yards, I was punch- I was punching half-inch groups like nothing. Very easy. Uh, anyways. The action is easy, too. So if you're running a bolt, it'd be a yeah, super easy. Yeah, very quick. Um, not, yeah, very, very quick. Um, what else did I do? Uh, I was out in Bonneville, and I was in there, and I ran into a listener, Adam, and, uh, he let me check out his, uh, Volkortsen Scorpion 22. Have you seen one of these? They're like, hmm. uh... Uh, Auger Mark, what's their pistol? Mark four, Mark three. Yeah, like one of those on steroids, like gamer steroids, with like a comp and a red dot and all the things on it. And, yeah, uh, and no, that was I cool. Seen, I yeah, seen that was. yeah, that was. 
Uh, you like it? Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know if I would get one like that because the grip on it was very much for, like, single-handed shooting. Like, you put your right hand on it, and it's like... Whoosh, and <laughs> it's holding you in from everywhere, and you put your left hand, and you're like, oh, that there's nowhere to put this. It doesn't make any sense. So it's not like a, an Ipsic Gamer pistol, more like a standing, shooting one-handed kind of a pistol setup. But you can you can shoot it both ways. And I think that if you were going to shoot uh, Rimfire Challenge, Steel Challenge, Steel Challenge with a Rimfire, I think that would be sure. like a really cool pistol to use. Uh, he also showed me his Zev. I think it's an OZ9. It's the pure Zev pistol. Really good trigger on that thing. Really nice. And even the grip was really nice. But the only thing I didn't like was it just wasn't as heavy as a Shadow 2. Just can't get that weight in there of like a steel frame. Like, Do you know who's coming out with their own version of the Zev Glock pistol next? Who? Bull. Oh, really? Hmm. Yep. Oh. They make 2011s, they make 1911s, they make open guns, and now they're coming out with their own Glock knockoff that's all Zevy. Cool. Yeah, I mean, they're, cool. they're, they're really interesting pistols. They're like that, that Zev Glock, all the controls feel fantastic. The grip feels fantastic. Uh, the trigger is really good on it, too. Doesn't I picked up the ones at the Calgary Shooting Center, and they were hit and miss. The Glock 17 one mm-hmm. was good trigger. The Glock 34 one, mm, that's much. just not adjusted. Yeah, they've got a fully adjustable trigger, so it probably just need a little love. Yeah, adjust and and wear it in as well. Uh, And then Adam let me know. He's like, "Hey, did you hear that Cold Lake, like Cold Lake uh, Canadian Tire has a a deal on uh, on ammo?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I think I saw something like that on Reddit, but I don't know. I saw a price that was ridiculous, so I think they must have just mislabeled it." He's like, "No, it's it's really good price." So I went out there, and they had uh, Federal Auto Match those boxes of 325 rounds for $14. Yeah, that's crazy. That's four cents a round, which on the best of days, you can get Thunderbolt, Remington Thunderbolt for that, but that's Remington Thunderbolt, (laughs) which is kind of smoky and dirty and, you know, um, you know, whatever, but uh, yeah, this Federal Auto Match for super duper cheap, so I bought a lot. I've got 4,000 some rounds now (laughs) in my house, and that's going to be my 22 ammo of choice for the, for, the, for the next little while. Yeah, for the next little while, that's what I'm going to use because I've got uh, thousands of rounds. Uh, let's thousand. see here. Yeah, yeah, good price, good price. Uh, shot the Maple Seed Challenge. The challenge target this month is like a standing square kind of a target. Oh, yeah. I every breath you up. take or something like that. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every move you make. Yeah, I shot it with I'll be watching you. the Marlin 795, and I put I had like that big banana mag on it, so I couldn't get my wrist right underneath it, and it's just got like a one to four scope on it. Um, but yeah. that was that was all right. And then I shot it with my Nork, and I got I cleared it except it for my last good. five yeah. rounds. And on my last five rounds, I have two that aren't in the five zone. Yeah, they were all good targets though. No, oh, yeah, I was they happy were with it. Better than mine. How were yours? Um, unfired. It's almost like I didn't do it. Unfired? Oh. Yeah. Zero, I think, is, is the score. That, you know, uh, and yeah. here I was at the range three days in a row with a 22. Never even occurred to me. You know, you're, you're going again tomorrow, are you not? Oh, yeah, but I, there'll be no time for that tomorrow. This is good practice. Like, the the thing I noticed was chicken winging the the trigger side arm. Uh, yeah. Really kept my horizontal from going side to side there. Made a big difference. It's not something yeah, I did before, right? I would I never shoot chicken wing. And uh, doing that is like, oh, yeah, I guess there's a reason why Maple Seed uh, recommends this stuff. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it works. Um, yeah. And then I tested some, uh, I got some Blazer 147 grain 
uh, aluminum cased ammo. Uh, I tried that in my Shadow 2. How'd it, that go? Uh-uh. The cases looked really dirty on the outside, uh, and the ejection wasn't fent. It was 100% reliable. I, I ran through 100 rounds of it, 100% reliable. Uh, the ejection wasn't fantastic, so I polished my chamber and called it a day. <laughs> I just cleaned the chamber up really, really well on my on my handgun because I've got a, a three gun match coming up this weekend, so I gotta I gotta use the ammo I've got, and that's the stuff I've got. Uh, and then I've been like in maple seed sling mode here. Grab this sling. I've been making a bunch of these. So this is uh this is just like a uh an expensive loner sling for for maple seed. And I have made 30 of them so far. Making Dude, three. you just went and where'd you get the hardware? eBay and Amazon. Look at you go. Yeah, they're uh, they're pretty easy to make. And like um, this style, like there's some pros and cons to, to the nylon one inch style here. But uh, pro, uh, about $6 in equipment to, to make one of these. Super cheap. Yeah, so... So I've been doing that, learning how to stitch again. So I think the last time I stitched anything was like home ec class when I was in high school. <laughs> you took home ec? Yep. Yeah. Why not? All the boys, all the smart boys do. That's where all the girls are. And, and you learn how to sew. And you learn how to cook uh, and sew. What's that? Sorry, Kelly? And you learn how to cook and sew. So what did you sew? Uh, I don't know if I learned. I've, I've forgotten all that stuff. Since. That's what he sewed. He sewed what he reaped. I That's sewed... why he got stuffed in the lockers. No. <laughs> I sewed some camo uh, seat covers and Ford Tempo. See? <laughs> it worked. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I've been prepping for three guns, so I polish a chamber on my shadow just to see if that makes a difference on that aluminum case ammo. I don't think it will. I think it'll still run just, like, crappily ejecting. Who cares? Uh, I polished a chamber on my AR and loaded up all my ammo and whatnot to, to get ready for my match. And after we're done this call today, I'm going to drive out to them to go over stage designs and make any other tweaks that we need to do. Cool. Uh, one thing I noticed, uh, uh, Calgary 3Gun on, on their Facebook group, they were talking about getting Alexander Burdett uh, out to do a course out there. So I might go do that You're, when he does that. You would that. be smart to go and do that. Yeah, like a, a good pistol course in September. It'd be That'd be really nice. Yep. Uh, other than that, yeah, that's uh, that's it for me. Uh, Kelly, what about you? So I was supposed to go shooting on the long weekend. I had actually planned it, but I didn't go. I went on an impromptu trek down to Michigan, and I went to go and see my friend Stacy or our friend Stacy, and Bill Wilson was there as well. So just let you know, if you're going to go on a long weekend, Canadian long weekend, and cross the border in Detroit, just don't. The other thing is don't go at 5 p.m., and when they say go through the tunnel because it'll be shorter, they lie to you. It's not. So just don't go and do that. But I had a good time. I spent a couple of days down in uh, Michigan. And I had like it was a great trip. It was. I, it was. I Bill Wilson, he makes steaks like you wouldn't believe. These were the best steaks I probably ever have had in my life. They were just delicious. So, And they're going to send me the seasoning, hopefully, hopefully so I can make the steaks here as well. Because they were really, really, really good. And what else? I got in some stuff. Uh, Adriel, remember when I was at your place and you said, you should get this laser pointer for the trainer rifles. Finally came in. So they came in. Ah, there we go. See? We got two of them. I got them yesterday. I got these as well. These are the... Uh, these are... So these came on a slow boat from China. Took mm -hmm. a month to get here. Mm -hmm. I also got the Duracell batteries so i put the batteries in and guess what 
They're the wrong. They're the wrong size batteries. Are those so, CR2s. Yeah, these are the CR2s. So you need two of them in there, right? Yeah, I put two of them in, and it's still too. You need bigger batteries. These don't work in the slot. No, CR2s working in 1860. Hmm. Anyways, I tried it. Didn't work. Hmm. Well, give me give me a couple days, and I'll figure out how to make it work. Maybe you need to like put a little bumper in there or something. Or maybe you don't yeah. have them to go. Do you have them aiming the right way? Yeah, of course they do. They just, they, you can go shake, 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 and they're, they're just loose around. In there. And, huh. Yeah. Hmm. So hmm. they're, they're, so we're going to try. I, I have a couple other batteries that I'm going to try. So okay. we'll see if that works. But we have two of them in, so we can use them on, I don't know, a couple of little rifles, whether it's here or one of the kits that you're building as well. So. Uh, what else? I got some patches in the mail. I got those these this week as well. I got the Wolverine, the Wolverine uh, Days, the 2019 patch. It was a really good cause. It was supporting Ronald McDonald House. Uh, there was everybody that was there as well. Tracy was there from the CCFR. Lots of things. I got one of those. And I also got the CCFR membership patch for 2019. But I didn't get to shooting. But I did get some really cool things in the mail. Uh, what else? Oh. I've been, again, I keep talking about it every week, but the more and more I talk about it, the more and more lazies that are coming up. People are contacting me on Facebook. They're contacting me through my email. We have more ladies days happening across the country. And if you want to host an event, just send me an email at kelly.wheaton at firearmrights.ca. We are looking at, we're going to actually have, um, I don't know, maybe 30 this year, which is a big jump from last year. So, just to let you know, lots of ladies are getting to the range. Lots of ladies are shooting. And that's it for me. Cool. Alrighty. Upcoming events. Uh, first up, CCFR slash EOSC. What's that, yep. Kelly? What's the EOSC? Eastern Ontario Shooting Club. Cool. So that's the club that we'll be hosting? Yep. <clears throat> they will be having a ladies event uh, happening on August 11th, so there's still time at the EOSC range, which is just outside of Ottawa, costs us $35. It will allow you to shoot pistols, ARs, shotguns, and rifles. There, uh, There's also gonna be giveaways and light refreshments on site. The event is almost sold out, but if you are interested, you can sign up for the available slots on Facebook or through Eventbrite, and we'll put that link in the show notes. Update, there's nine left, nine spots there's left. nine spots, all right. But yeah. again, still time, couple of days. Drumheller District Shooters Association is also hosting a Ladies' Day event on August 24th. Shooting is from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. There will be giveaways and lunch provided. The cost is 50 bucks, and you can email DDSAS, uh, so it's DDSAS, uh, DDSA Shooters, DDSA Shooters at gmail.com for more details. You do... You do not need a PAL to enter either of these events. One-on-one -on -one instruction will be provided at each of the events as well. So don't feel uh, intimidated. Go on out and give it a try. Yep. News. Toronto weekend gun violence frustrating, angering, and sad, says Tori whatever, whatever. Adriel, did you uh, put that in? Yeah, this is uh, this is coming out of the center of the universe, uh, Toronto. And mm -hmm. uh, Mayor John Tory, mayor of Canada... Uh, right, Canada's mayor. Uh, yeah, Canada's mayor. Uh, my mayor. Uh, he mm -hmm. said uh, it's very frustrating. We're trying to do a lot, and uh, he really wants uh, handguns and assault weapons banned. Well, the man's an idiot. 
He wants what won't solve the problem. He knows full well that the shootings are taking place by criminals are the ones responsible for the shootings. They're already not supposed to have guns. Essentially, guns are already banned to these individuals. So, yeah. well, hey, 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 can we make murder even more illegal? Double illegal. How would that be? No. Right? Let's double. Let's make murder double illegal and see if that makes people stop killing. Tori, you're an idiot. Stop asking for things that don't, don't that don't matter and aren't going to work. Well, Moron. What's funny is that he he um, criticized uh, Olivia Chow. I think I don't know. I'm yeah. not I'm not from the center of the universe, so I'm, I'm not sure about so, the local politics. Yeah. Well, Kelly, why don't you go ahead? Well, no, I was just going to say Olivia Chow is the NDP candidate for. Um, I can't remember which riding. I think she was she was running for mayor at one point. She was. Yes. Yeah. What What did she say that he's critical of? Uh, she she was running on banning handguns, and he's like, "That's not going to do anything. These people are using illegal handguns." And now he's singing it. That's correct. Yeah, that's that's Freaking exactly what's happening. Hypocritical politician, politician. playing politics, politician. Yeah. pandering, yeah, pandering. Yeah, politician. I'm so tired of it, man. I'm so tired of it. Every time there's a shooting, we need to ban handguns. Well, I mean, this, like there were no licensed handgun owners that were that made any of these shots in uh, in Toronto. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do my part to prevent rape by cutting off my dick next time somebody gets raped, even though I didn't do it. Okay. I'm probably also, yeah. you know Strange what I'm going to reaction. do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to sell my minivan to stop drinking and driving, and I'm going to cut up my credit card to help reduce Canadians' debt load. That That's... probably would work, though. <laughs> A little bit. You would do your part. <laughs> I was doing so good, too. I just should have quit at the dick. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, All right, moving on. Uh, one one thing that they mentioned in there, and I, I saw it mentioned a couple of times in Reddit and a couple on a couple of other uh, forums, is people making reference to gun culture. So, uh, talking about like now, when you guys think about gun culture, you probably think of competition culture, right? Uh, right. Culture in maple seeds. No, what do you think? No. As a Canadian, or... yeah, that's right, Kelly Heritage. Like Canadians have a rich heritage that involves hunting and the outdoors hunting yep. and fishing and when i think of gun culture i think of a father teaching a son to shoot going hunting um because we're canadian and we're an outdoorsy kind of country i actually put sport shooting last in my mm. thoughts on gun culture kelly when when they're talking about gun culture they're doing a, a more there i say an american style gun culture whereas everybody everybody's entitled to guns and people are not trained and to use them yeah well, they're, they're doing it a little different than yeah there's actually a what, couple different we... takes that they that they have on because some of them were talking about gun culture in canada even um but that really what they were talking about was gang gun culture yeah. so yeah. i think um I, yeah that's that's one thing that's, that's kind of troubling to me is is that uh, you know every once in a while one of these phrases gets co-opted it... or taken over or the, the meaning becomes twisted Assault, right. assault weapons, for example, doesn't mean anything, but they're they're using it to to mean something. Uh, it's a new catchphrase. And, and gun culture, I can see as one of those things becoming that. Um, so I guess like one thing that uh, that everyone who's listening should do is try to use gun culture in a positive way and use that phrase. And uh, maybe we can uh, maybe we can stop it from becoming uh, synonymous with back. gang culture uh, early on. We're going to take back the word gun culture. Take it before it even goes. That's yep. that's the right time to take it. My culture involves includes guns. Well, it's a, it's a horrible phrase to it, like if if they were to if they managed to use it in this way, it would be 
really terrible doublespeak. Uh, you know what? If the left wasn't just so cowardly, this wouldn't be a problem. They don't want us to have guns because they're scared of guns. That's it. That's all. That's why they tell lies and push propaganda. Well, it's a it's a public versus a public good versus uh, personal freedom trade off as well. Yep. Look, if I thought a handgun ban would stop people from getting shot in Toronto, I'd drive mine over to the RCMP station now because people's lives are more important than my guns. But my guns and my actions are not causing those deaths in Toronto. So I ain't going to give up my stuff. Well, and giving and up my stuff is not going to stop the shootings in Toronto. Hey, you really can't take that stance either because, uh, I mean, uh, give up your car because there's car accidents and there's there's a non-trivial amount of people who die of car accidents every day. And you can Uber or you can uh, uh, take the bus or ride a bike or something like that. Or you can telecommute, right? Well, even if I give up my car, everybody else isn't, right? Oh, yep. they should too. No. Everyone so, should give well, up this their is car. It. But even if every Canadian, even if every law-abiding gun owner in the world turned in their guns, it would not stop gun violence because gun violence is not being perpetrated by the law-abiding gun owner. Anyway, I'm tired of it. Indeed. Broken record. Indeed. <laughs> Let's yeah. go on to the next New one. gun stuff. Or are we doing this BBC infographic thing? Uh, oh, we could. It's, uh, I personally, it, it's again like it uh, really... Here, I'll pull it up on screen. You guys want to How fast can weapons fire? Uh -huh. Approximate rates of fire mm -hmm. of selected weapons. So a yeah. revolver. 20 rounds per minute. That That's it's pretty quick. It's pretty quick for a regular person. It's incredibly yeah. slow for a Jerry Michalik. Yeah, that's exactly. Like, uh, that's under five seconds. This is ridiculous. <laughs> a modified semi-automatic assault weapon. Up to 1,200 rounds per minute? Yeah. No. No. you got to reload it between rifle. there, right? Fully automatic, yeah. A fully automatic is only 950, but man, a modified semi, 1,200 rounds. AK-47, only 120. Pretty slow, though. So those AK-47s are, yeah. Stupid. Who made this uh, this graphic? Uh, the, the BBC. BBC. Oh, but BBC's... don't worry. Don't worry. The BBC made the graphic, and look at their source of research on it. Don't worry. They used they, they were very imp impartial. This Their source, source was BBC. BBC research. <laughs> they sourced themselves. <laughs> Wow, Source man. me. <laughs> yep, because I said so. Yeah, listen to me. Semi-automatic pistol, Colt Model 70, and they actually have a silhouette there of a SIG. Yes, Idiots. Are. Yes. Idiots. I'm tired of it. God, mm -hmm. I'm tired. Cool. All uh, right. I want to get some cool stuff then. All right. So you like this thing? New gun stuff? The GSG-16, now with a 110-round mag, because screw you, that's why. So I... I don't know if I'm going to get. I'm, I'm not going to get one. But there are a lot of people who are really. So that's the only. Squire reason wants one. They're bringing thousands of these things in the country. Uh, Blue line posted on CGN. They're bringing in three thousand or so. Um, so yeah, they're they're coming in, and they've yeah. got they've got a hundred and ten round drum mag, and it's a hundred bucks. Yeah. There's a there's a drum mag for the Marlin that is seventy five rounds, and it's a hundred sixty dollars. Yeah. But this is just cheaper. I mean, yeah. like, I'm not sure about reliability when you when you run that many 22 rounds in a drum, but uh, it's 100 bucks. Yep. Yeah, but if it's not reliable, it's 100 wasted bucks. Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool looking, right? It looks like an MP5 with a suppressor on it. Yep. But not like an MP5 enough because the previous one, the GSG-5, looked too much like an MP5 and was prohibited because it was an MP5 variant. No, it wasn't. It was prohibited. Yeah, but not because... <laughs> just like the AK-47 Blaze, right? Or Literally a... Uh, yeah. Plankster wrapped in plastic. Yeah. yeah. 
Hey, <laughs> next one. Troy. Yeah. Hey, we finally got some pictures. Before Air this was two. this yeah. was just like a design, and now it's now it's real. Now it's a real gun. Oh my oh. god. So it's an NEA. Yeah. It, well, so that, yes. So BCL sold it to Troy. No, no. NEA no. and BCL separated. NEA retained the rights right. over the designs. NEA licenses the design to BCL. NEA also oh, licensed the design uh, to Troy. You, you don't believe any of that, do you? That's all paper stuff. That's all stuff wow. on paper. That's that, that's a story and and uh, whatever. That's, that's, what they're, that's what they're saying. Whatever. So, anyways, Troy's making one, and it's made by Troy. It's got the it's got the letters uh, on the butt. See Troy. So Troy. Uh, yeah. Maybe okay. Good. So do you think they're going to be reliable? Do you think? Well, that if they're... it's actually NEA's design, uncucked by Troy, it should be okay. Right? I mean, it's Troy. Yeah. Has Troy put out a bad product? Not that I'm aware of. I'm not saying they didn't. Maybe they did, but not that I'm aware of. So if you want to get a BCL 102, buy the one it, that Troy made. Or just get it a is, bag, Yeah. Be close in. I, I find that interesting who posted this, by the way. So do I. I thought he was done with. Um, wasn't he done with NEA? Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Very. You need to. <laughs> You need to pop in there on your annual Saturday and get the, get the lowdown. <laughs> yeah. just, just just channel your inner Trevor and go be noise, nosy. Okay. Don't be Kelly. Be Trevor. Be Trevor. Ask the okay. tough question. So tell me, what's yes. going on with Troy? Yeah. Okay. Cool. All next right. One? So this uh, yeah this next one, um, TacOrg, which is board. a company out of Toronto or Ontario that makes all kinds of cool shotgun stuff. They kind of cut their teeth turning Versamaxes into three gun um, shotguns. Mm-hmm are now producing a cool muzzle brake for the F12. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. they're going to tune the F12s because the F12s are like the the open shotgun of choice. This is it. Canada. I mean, like if you might as well shoot a revolver if you're shooting a magazine tube fed shotgun now. Mhm. You're you're going to get left behind. Ooh, you can quad load. Super do Look at me changing mag. <laughs> quad loading is now stupid. It and only five open. of you can do it. Adriel, what do you have to say about that? I'm not shooting open. And I agree, the open guys are beating me. Yes. <laughs> they didn't before. It didn't matter before when they had five round mags, but yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Even still, if you can change a mag with five rounds, it's faster than putting four into nah. a pipe. Nah, I whip all those guys with five round mags. Well, not with, not with, not with 10 or 15. They suck. I don't 10 know. or 15, and I lose. Yeah. All right, so TACOR, get your uh, Typhoon uh, Canadian-made muzzle brake, which yep. is like three days long. It looks huge. They have to be. There's not much gas at the end, and they have nope. to like capture right. as much as possible. Yeah. Yep. Make it work. So just do like you. So you know, open guns are tuned for the comp. You got to put as much gas for that comp as you can, or the comp is useless. So same thing. Start start making your own shotgun ammo, and just make some really snotty 12 gauge loads, and see if it gets on the comp better. I mean, if if we had uh, if we had shotgun Ipsic, maybe we do. Yeah. The Nationals are in Ontario in September. Okay, but I mean, if we had it like as a like a real sport in other areas, that would be like you might get that crazy. Yes, only I'd have to look at the rules because I know there's rules on comp size in Ipsic. Well, there is in USPSA too. But... They probably have rules on mags that would keep them doing anything fun. No, Ipsics no, like they're gonna that. let whatever's legal in the match this this fall. Oh well, can I do that in pistol? Uh, no, because there's an exemption for uh, ten rounds in Canada. So. Same thing. Uh, oh, you did you? Those, since uh, we're talking about shotguns, yeah. Did you guys hear that the RCMP snuck a little something something into the FRT with regards to the Versamax? No. 
Yes. Yeah. If you have if you have a Versamax, it doesn't matter if it's chambered in three and a half. It has to be restricted to five rounds of two and three quarter. It's Correct. in the FRT. Yes. <laughs> I think and it's only one anybody. version of the Versamax, though. Only one version. Yeah, I I don't think it's for all of them, but I did. This do is even that. stupider. So they're making paper criminals again. They made a change. The FRT didn't tell anybody. Like like ignorance is no excuse. Well, come on, man. Like I can't memorize the FRT. Like oh, stupid. And some of these anyway. laws are are difficult to apply. the the mag The mag capacity laws are difficult to apply. Well, listeners, if you have a Versamax, look up the FRT. Find out who can get you a copy of it. Gun dealers can look at it and find out if your Versamax is the one that they say can only hold five of two and three quarter, even though the chamber says three and a half. Do you wanna Do you wanna keep going on the on yep. the paper criminals part? Because oh sure, okay. The next one's I'll tell paper you criminals move on. too. Oh, the next one. Okay, so the yeah. Elander magazine. 458 SOCOM, 10 round steel update. So this is for my run guns, and it says, we received confirmation from the lab, as in the RCMP lab this morning, that the Elander 458 SOCOM magazine are considered a NATO Stang? Stan? What? Stanag. Stanag magazine, and must be pinned to the smaller of the two calibers. Thus, to be compliant with the RCMP, these magazines be pinned to five rounds of 223 or roughly two rounds of 458 SOCOM. Please keep this in mind when purchasing these magazines. So they did it to the Beowulf. Now they're doing it to the 458 SOCOM. Yep. Now, um, Wolverine was just selling some 458 SOCOM. I wonder if it's the same mag, if it's also Elander. As far as I Well, we're going to find out. All right, move on to the next one, Andrew, while I look this up. All right. Uh, the next one. Oh, the... the new- uh... The Iron Guns. Iron Guns is, is coming out with a... Uh, uh, they've been teasing it on CGN that they're coming out with an, uh, an AR-10 that's going to be non-restricted. And it's not going to be the same as anything else that's uh, on the uh, uh, in the market right now. And one person noted that three days ago, or on Friday, whatever that one, that day was, yep, uh, there was a new non-restricted AR-10 FRT published for a Matrix Aerospace M762D. So that might be uh, that might be the AR-10 that Iron Guns is going to be bringing in. Interesting. Yes, more competition, good. And you said that the yes. Wolverine ones were Elander. Correct. The Wolverine 458 SOCOM mag is Elander. Hmm. Okay. Um, DPMS Oracle. Ooh. So what do we got here, Adriel? They're just inexpensive. They're, they're blowing they're them DPMS out. Oracle for 629. That's that's very inexpensive for an AR. It's Nork prices. On a 100% American-made rifle. Like the DPMS Oracle is the cheapest M4 you can buy. Like mm-hmm. American. Yeah. And it's not bad. I, I, I believe there are cheaper AR-15s available stateside mm-hmm. um, that we don't even hear about up here. But for one of the ones that we get... 629. 629. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. And That's cool, man. Dante's got the new Marlin Dark Series uh, lever guns. Lever guns? Lever guns? Whatever. Those hoopy old cowboy kind of things, but they're black. Loopy, not hoopy. Loopy, hoopy. They got yeah, both. it's stupid. I... It's stupid. They got like a like a <laughs> tactical handguard on them. Oh no, no. these ones don't even. No, they're just dark. dark. Yeah, dark. These... It's a black rifle. Look at this one's got a threaded muzzle. Stop it. You gotta talk like Batman if you buy one of these lever guns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cowboy yeah. man. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Cowboy Batman. I'm cowboy. <laughs> like my <laughs> Oh my god! Back. No, you guys are hilarious. My back is up in the mountains. <laughs> uh, broke back mountain. <laughs> oh, zing! Yeah, they even put paracord around the big loop lever, 
why do people keep wanting to make like cowboy guns into tactical guns? Just I think I think the gun manufacturers it. don't really know what people want, and they just randomly put products out there, and they're like, "What if? What if we take one of our cowboy guns?" And we put some M-lock on the forend, and we, like, lace up the thing with some paracord, and we make it black. And we'll what put a rail. It? We'll put a rail that starts at the hammer and goes halfway to the front sight. Muzzle brake? Why not? Put one of those on there, too. <laughs> See if people buy Oh, no one bought it. Ah, well, back to the drawing board. <laughs> All of this badassery and 5 plus 1 capacity. Yep. Oh, drop it on your toe stop it all right that moves us into our main topic which i don't think we have and we're running long anyway so do we actually have a main topic no no all right is there anybody on the youtube other than luke gooden talking nope all right so listener feedback which is sponsored by dc armory armory dc gunsmith is a full service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing he offers hot bluing park rising and cerakote finishes as well as wood refinishing Check out this online in- inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at www.dcgunsmith.ca. Also experts in using hydraulic methods of unsquibbing your barrel. Follow DC Armory on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Armory DC Gunsmith or on Instagram at forward slash Armory DC Gunsmith. I think that Our the- first one comes to us from Greg. Greg says, good day. I'm a late onset listener of your podcast. I heard your show on the 100th anniversary of Cooey Firearms in Canada and reminded me that I have a Winchester 69A22 in my collection, but it did not come, but it did not come with a magazine. It shoots fine as a single shot, but of course it wasn't meant to it wasn't meant for that. I've sourced out a few places online, but by the time shipping and duty were added, it was well over $100 for the magazine. I can't justify that on a $100 rifle. Can you or Clayton from Cooey Collectors Group perhaps direct me to someone who might be able to get me a reasonable price? Thanks, Greg. Greg, my advice is to join the Facebook group on um, Facebook. Facebook. And, uh, yeah, post there because who knows who's going to come out of the woodwork with one for you maybe. But They might know how to get cheaper ones in as well because I know that – like uh, minus 10 years ago or so, I'd go through Natchez, I think, in in the U.S. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, um, but I'm not sure. They like Natchez has a. I don't even think they're called Natchez. They're called something else. Yeah, you're not pronouncing it the way I pronounce it, but I can't remember how I pronounce it. But I nachos. still know what you're talking about. Numerich. Numerich. No. Numerich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I would try Great Western Gun Parts and uh, that Facebook group. You should be able to find something there. Numerich so. has more old stuff too. So yeah, for sure. They're like, good for that kind of they stuff. They carry grand parts, like all kinds of grand parts. And like so. weird stuff for like old uh, cowboys that are like two. Yeah, they got yeah. they got a bunch of that. Cool, Kelly. Will you take the one from Roy, please? Okay, it says hey, girl and guys. Just want to let you know that from the far off country of Belgium, uh, that the last they have chocolate. Seconds... Yeah, they do have chocolate. It's very I good know chocolate. stuff. That the last ten seconds of three o eight podcast was the best. Sorry, yeah, it is three o three. Three o three podcasts were the best I've heard in all my years of podcast listening it was fine line it was a fine line but keep walking it roy what were we even talking about i actually went back and listened listened to do you remember kelly what it was about it's about our facebook likes and comparing it to oh orphanages (laughs) yeah yeah some dark stuff there eh yeah yeah you're welcome roy so at least (laughs) at least some of our listeners really like the dark the dark side we can i I can do the dark side 
I offered to cut my dick off tonight. I mean, you know, <laughs> don't get darker than that. <laughs> nope. Just saying. All right. Adriel, carry on. Alex. Uh, from Alex. Hey, guys. Uh, I, let me get that on me. I currently been listening to older list, older episodes of SFR to fill in the gaps between the most recent episodes. I heard an episode from last summer with Adriel, Kelly, and Brian about making most Albertan three-gun stage using a mechanical bull as part of the stage. I never got to hear Trevor's opinion about it and whether it would work if safety wasn't a factor. Uh, also, since there are a few non-restricted 223 black rifle upper-lower options available in Canada, I've been looking at getting one myself. I happen to notice that Franklin Armory makes a 17 WSM AR upper and has its own proprietary 20-round magazine. If a dealer were to import these into Canada and someone were to purchase the upper, transfer the internals to an ATRS modern sporter, would they supposedly have a legal NR modern sporting rifle that uses a 20-round mag and shoots projectiles at 3,000 FPS? I run guns. Please make this happen. Cheers, Alex. Hmm, interesting. Okay, um, so, Alex, there's no sanctioned three-gun matches in Canada. They're all outlaw versions Bites of something. Your tongue. There are three-gun nation matches that are sanctioned in Canada. And it's Well, who yes, cares? That's absolutely awesome. there are. There okay. are UML sanctioned matches in Canada. There's one in Grand Prairie that's going to happen in a couple weeks. Okay, and, what he's, oh, We're coming out of those you dark ages. You guys, he's asking about when we were talking about making, asking, Yeah, I know what he's asking, Kelly. The most Albertan three-gun and, stage. Right. Which, which so would be outlaw, right? He asked if it was possible, so I'm, I'm speaking to the is it possible point with regards to the rules and what a sanctioning body will allow. May I continue? Okay. Thank you. Please. I, but what, Kelly? I don't think he was asking if it was... He just wants to know what your opinion of it would be. He Not also, whether it be legal. Okay, go on. Uh, yeah. Would it even be possible, Kelly, is, is the words that he used? With safety, is, no, if safety wasn't a factor. If safety wasn't a factor, would it even be possible? So, uh, within the context of the rules, perhaps he means. Okay, maybe whatever. It'd be tough to make it repeatable. Like the problem well, with you Ips know what the argument there is, Adriel, and we mm -hmm. had this come up in an Ipsic match once. It's 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 random for everyone. If it was random for everyone, that's okay. Yeah, it, but not like random to the point where it's not a fair. It's not super fair anymore, right? Well, I mean, well, you know, like a, so a wobbly bridge, a bridge that's suspended on four corners by chains. Yep. Well, you hit it one way, it moves one way for you. I hit it another way, it moves a different way for me. Right? Mm -hmm. So should we toss that, right? So, I mean, as long as the speed setting, let's say it had a variable speed adjustment control and you put it on medium for everybody, whatever, man. Yeah. Um, you know, safety aside, people have done stupider stuff in matches with guns. I don't. I don't think it's inherently unsafe, provided it doesn't actually throw the person off. You turn it way low, so it just makes you move around yeah, a lot. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, you, know? you wouldn't want I mean, it to. Uh, you wouldn't want it to actually be a challenge to hang on. You want it to be a challenge to shoot from. Yeah. So, in regardless of whether or not it was a sanctioned or an outlaw match, if the stages were submitted for sanctioning, I'm. I mean, Ipsic's only problem would be like drawing a handgun while you're while you're wobbling around this thing but if you're if it was a rifle or a shotgun you would start you know in the low low ready or the high ready mm -hmm. facing down range somebody would hit the button and you'd start moving and then they'd do the timer 
because it's already got to be moving to make sure it starts at the same time for everybody, right? So you would turn right. it on and then say, are you ready? Stand by, beep, yep. and uh, and have at it. I don't think it's undual. I don't think it's impossible. Impossible, I think, is the, the technical term there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's impossible. So, And on to the 17 WSM thing. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I think that the 20-round magazine would need to fit on your lower for your ATRS. And if the 20-round magazine fits in the lower, you're probably going to have the same thing happen what they're talking about with these other Stanag mags, where they're going to say, that's a Stanag mag. You can only have five in there because that's, or five, two, two, three, or whatever they're going to talk about, because it'll have to fit the mag well anyways, right? Yeah, but you can get, like, my my CGW, um, I think it's CGW. I'm not sure on that. Anyway, I've got Air 22 conversion kits. Mm-hmm. I've got actual mags that are are molded plastic that are 22 cal that are 30 round capacity. But those are fitting what? Are those fitting in, into the magwell by, by itself, or do you need to put something yeah. else in there? No, 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 no. They just they're 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 the external dimensions of a thirty cal USGI mag hmm. or a thirty round USGI mag. Well, maybe maybe that's maybe my point doesn't doesn't hold water then. I mean, Franklin Armory. I'm looking at their website right now. Uh, there we go. Here's uh, they have a seventeen WSM magazine for this thing as well. Uh, that'll hold ten rounds, and oh, it looks like they also have a twenty round mag as well. So. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, there's these things out there. So, uh, I mean, potentially. Yep. Yeah. Um, I also have for my, uh, yeah, like like what you're showing right now. That's exactly what my 22 conversion kit is. So you get that, but in 17 HMR. Mm-hmm. I also have an insert that goes inside a USGI mag. So you take a full 30-round body, mm-hmm. tear out the guts, and this insert fits into the... Uh, it's just a little 10 round 22 magazine that fits inside a 30 cal mag body. That's yeah. interesting. Hmm. Keep a pop rivet in it anyway, because it's still a 30 round body. body. Yeah. Right. And if you put the guts in, it's, you know, a prohib device, but oh, our magazine all... laws are so stupid. They're beyond stupid. Yeah. So, um, would you, would you get one of these? I don't think I would, because if I'm, if I'm going to do a modern sporter, I'm going to put it in two, two, three and two, two, three is like way more powerful than 17 WSM. Yeah, but I love 17 caliber, right? So would I, uh, it's not outside the realm possibility that I would do this, that I would make a modern sporter with a 17 HMR upper. Heck yeah, I would. Yep, that's something I would do. I mean, I've got an A17 and I've got other bolt action 17s, but if I could just run my modern sporter with 223, 7.62 by 40 WT, 17 HMR, right? Yes, please. Stag for three. And a stag for 308, yeah modern sporter and, and slr for everything else mm-hmm. you guys i didn't get to listen to last week's show you talk about what uh uh maccabee defense is coming out with you bet yeah yeah oh man i can't wait it's yeah. expensive i'm gonna have to put the kui kui collection on hold so mm-hmm. uh anything else before we move on nope all no. right if you would like to send us an email you could do so by sending it to slamfireradio at gmail.com all right adriel will you take this podcast app review please Where'd you guys take this up? <laughs> I don't know. Kelly insisted that you had to read it. Okay. One show that has it all. If you can think about it, the show has it. From Glocks to Gardening, M14s to Milk, and Archery to AR-15s. They have an opinion on it. In all honesty, though, this show is fantastic Canadian gunnies, and the hosts are great at motivating listeners to get more involved in their sport. 
listening to this podcast sure makes the drive into work fly by. That's from the Hunting Your Guy via Apple Podcasts in 2015. That's yeah. hilarious. Kelly, were you, you just read Adriel's review of our show before he was a host. Yeah. You're the, you're the ultimate troll, Kelly. I love you. Oh, there's another one I just posted here, too. So I, I was looking at this is an app that you can download all of your reviews. Mm-hmm. All of It's Apple, but it's we can uh, we can look at all of our reviews going all the way back. So I was able to find Adriel's. Now I've also just posted another one on here as well. It's from Wes Stevens, and I this think this is it's the a- SummerSlam PCC champ. Remember, <laughs> right? This is appropriate for what we were talking about a little earlier today. So Trevor, you need to read this. This podcast is now the Batman of Gun Podcast. <laughs> both both its parents, CRR and Amp gun dudes are now gone but yet they continue the righteous fight for what's good in the world keep up the good work gentlemen and owen west stevens we're we lost our parents we're the batman of podcasts batman. <laughs> we were talking about batman. so as yep. you guys were talking about batman i remember reading this and i copied it and did it in there. hilarious i think these are hilarious we should go back and read these because they're freaking awesome and because we suck and no one gives us new ones yeah. Yeah. Just relive well, relive past glories. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that, yeah, we can <laughs> we keep them up to date. Yeah. Oh, Mailman NB is cracking me up on our uh, Facebook or the uh, live stream. He says, uh, Dark Side, what did I miss? Is it revolution time? Yes, Mailman. Excellent. I'll get a babysitter and tell the wife I'll be out late. <laughs> Love it. It's not revolution right. time. The appropriate term is uh, uh, boogaloo. Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo, yeah. Electric Boogaloo. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's storm Area 51 while we're at it. Excellent. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, somber moment now, I'm afraid, folks. A um, legendary gunny in New Brunswick um, passed today. Very sad moment for the shooters in the Hampton area and uh, New Brunswick as a whole. Uh, anyone who knew Austin McPhee, um, he touched their lives in a very meaningful way. He was uh, a pillar in our community. And in the Hampton community, not just the firearms community, um, there was a story. He was a listener. He went by Abman on a couple of different um, social media platforms and websites. Uh, he, Matthew stopped to help his wife change a tire one time. That ended up as show content. Hmm. Only found out later it was uh, Austin's wife. So Austin, longtime um, figure in the Ipsit community and the Hampton Gun Club. And, um, you know, my... Uh, my love goes out to all those guys in Hampton who knew him and worked with him, and of course to his friends and family. And rest in peace, Ab Man. You will be uh, you'll be sorry missed, brother. Adriel, you got any shouts? Um, yeah, like not as uh, as not as touching as uh, no. Adam for the for the line on uh, on cheap twenty two ammo. <laughs> cool. Yep. And I have one. It's going out to Stacy and Wilbell. Love you guys. Thanks. Yes, I will shout them out too. Thank you for taking care of our Kelly and getting her back. In one piece, she went to Detroit, never even <laughs> and survived. And, and survived, survived, yeah. So, um, Patreon supporters, no new ones this week, but we would sure like to add your name to the list for next week. Patreon is important. I know we suck at doing the extra bonus content, but that's because we're slam fire, and uh, in general, we just suck. But we do owe you many bonus episodes, and they will be coming out as soon as we remember to do them. That's the best I can say about that. Adriel's Johnny on the spot with your extra swag, but um, su- supporting us, 
supporting us on Patreon is really important, guys. It helps keep the lights on here at uh, Slamfire Radio, and um, we very much appreciate it. So you can show your love for us by giving us some of your hard-earned money. You can pledge as little as a dollar a month, or you can get into the Caliber game and you know give us $50 a month, and you're the 50 BMG guy or girl, 76.2, 5.56, etc. So show our love by contributing a Caliber every month, and um, we will create bonus content just for you have you on the show by the way mm-hmm. it becomes your episode if you want to be the star executive producer and director of your own episode of slam fire radio you can do so by becoming a patroni and we'll let you run the show and if it's uh, good we'll post it if it's not we'll uh, say that adriel accidentally deleted it so <laughs> Mike problems Mike problems happens yeah. all the time sorry all right so um, we're going to say goodnight, but first we're going to remind you that if you're going to shop at Cabela's, you're going there anyway, visit them through us. We also get a little bit of a kickback for that. Please join one of our national firearms associations, such as the CCFR. Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. It's like a kinder, friendlier geo, uh, CGN. We have a little home over there where we post a show. Kelly does, keeps it updated and whatnot. Like us on Facebook. We're at 2,191 as of today, which is far more than any orphanage has ever gotten. And you can look them up on Facebook and you will see that uh, parentless children get no love uh, on social media or in real life. No likes. No super no likes. likes. For you. No, Roy, no emoji. A lot of the crying yeah. emoji. Right? Yeah. Except they stop crying in orphanages, right? So a behavior is, is a use of energy and you only do behaviors. You only spend energy on behavior that, that results in something positive, right? We got negative reinforcement, positive reinforcement. Oh, yeah. no, 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 Chil- no. Chil- children in orphanages learn to stop crying because no one comes. So orphanages are actually pretty quiet. Science and stuff, man. Look it up. See you next week, everybody. <laughs> so if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.